2: Hello everyone and welcome to The Bubbling Adventure, a podcast all about kids and how positive education and conscious parenting can impact their entire life as well as society. I am your host Julie and each Thursday we are having conversations with guests on different themes and our aim is to have open discussions, share different points of view and learn in a non-judgmental way. In today's episode, Zakia, who is a former professor and author of the book, Dump Your Degree, tells us all about how to guide your child through higher education. We talk about guidance and career advice, how to be open to your kids' ideas while helping them seek out the info, that sometimes it is an expectations versus reality journey, how to find a mentor and finally let your kids navigate their dreams and aspirations. I truly believe this episode is super helpful for parents and kids if you can please take one minute to share this episode with someone I would be so grateful as it truly helps you can also write a review if you're listening from Apple podcasts click on the five star button on Spotify and join us on Instagram at the bubbling adventure for daily positive education content but without further ado let's begin Hi, Zakia, how are you today? Good in yourself? Very good. Happy to be chatting with you today. Thanks for joining.
3: Same here. Thank you.
2: Could you please introduce yourself to the audience?
3: Yes, um, my name is Zakia Akarele. I am a professor, uh, well, formally, because currently I'm a full-time author. Um, But I was previously a professor in the humanities. I taught uh, courses in world religions, philosophy, and things like that. But I recently released a book, Dump Your Degree How to Repurpose Your Education, Control Your Career, and Gain Financial Freedom. And so that's basically been my, I would say, third baby at this point. I have two children. and This has been like a child to me, uh, getting this prepared and released. Uh, I'm also a homeschool mom of two of our two children. And so I'm juggling uh, many balls here.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. So many hats for one person. That is (laughs) impressive. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, very impressive as well, because obviously writing a book is mm-hmm. a lot of work. So you, you can tell us a little bit more about that. And also the, the title is quite, yes. um, you know, it's, it's quite, it's something for someone who used to be a professor, isn't it?
3: Yes, yes. Um, and that's why I, I titled it that. Um, and mm-hmm. It was a different title altogether. And then I started taking courses in book publishing. And uh, one of my, I would say virtual mentors, I've never met him, but he's like a guru in the publishing world. And he's like, make that title catchy. And I was like, what could catch someone's attention, mm. uh, especially coming from a professor, someone with four degrees, a PhD? Like, why would I tell somebody, dump your degree? But um, the title is really to be taken, not necessarily literally, although you could literally dump your degrees if you want to and just pivot and get into another career unrelated to your degree. But it's more of a figurative statement that the degree should not be the main focus in preparation for your career. So a lot of people focus on the degree and they don't look at their, the sum total of their talents, their skills, their passions and things like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is true. This is something I can relate to as well as you know, you, you just like have to make a decision and you're so young and you feel like it's going to be the, you know, defining Mm -hmm. the rest of your life and it doesn't necessarily have to, but it is a lot of pressure. Right. So who, who is the book, you know, for, is it for parents to advise their kids or for parents themselves? Or like,
3: how do you. It's for any, I've, I've had people read it, parents, students, uh, college dropouts. Um, it's, I've had people mm-hmm. from various age groups. Primarily, my target audience is Gen Z and millennials. Uh, more mm-hmm. so the Gen Z audience that is currently graduating from high school, primarily recent college grads and current students. Um, college students, we I'm in the US, so uh, we say college or university students yes. who. Need to kind of find their way, have some advice, some guidance that they might not have received, whether it be from their parents or any other mentors in their life. But it's also helpful to parents who may not know how to guide their child through navigating higher education. So you have many students who who I've encountered who are first generation college students. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have, are not first generation, their parents with this you know, university, their grandparents did as well, but there's a difference in the expectations for the the student now, and they're experiencing things differently. Um, There's been a big shift in how higher education works, so their parents may not know how to properly guide them as well. So it's for parents, it's for students, it's for early career professionals, anyone needing that help in navigating higher education, but also the job market and career readiness after they graduate.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think, I mean, it's definitely helpful for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. And what, because you chose the education path yourself, so was it always a passion? Did you always know what you wanted to do? Or can you please tell us a bit more about your journey?
3: Yeah, so um, I am not a first generation. My mother was an educator, though she was uh, had an early learning development center for some years. She was an early learning educator. My grandmother, her mother was also an elementary school teacher. And I, didn't, I had no plans of becoming an educator. My goal was to be a lawyer, actually. And so I thought I was going to go to law school. And then when I uh, actually, I got a scholarship to undergrad on a music scholarship and planned to kind of balance music with pre-law after falling in love with the humanities with world religions learning about cultures i'm i'm fascinated about learning about different people from around the world i decided to change my major and still pursue going to law school afterwards but Mm -hmm. i didn't do well on the law school entrance exam and i was like okay should i take it again i'm devastated i don't know what to do and then i was like wait a minute you have a passion pursue that so i ended up going to grad school and studying religion ended up getting a um an, another master's in international education mm-hmm. and then going uh to get my PhD and ended up being a professor. So um that's kind of how it shifted. I thought I wanted to be something and ended up being, you know, going in a different uh field entirely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you kind of also experienced that yeah. yourself. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. gotta, you know, bounce back and <laughs> and how do you say pivot you know in whatever you're yeah Yeah. no that's very interesting and I guess as a professor you maybe you saw also the all the the students go through oh yes that right so (laughs) so is that something that like, I, I'm really interested in like what really inspired you, like mm-hmm. what, you know, is there maybe a, even an example that you thought, oh, my God, like I could really just write a book about this.
3: Yes, I've had multiple examples from students of mine who, um, and I talk about them in the book, um, who I've had mm-hmm. students who are natural born entrepreneurs who, you know, given the opportunity, probably didn't even need to go to college. They could have just gone straight out of high school because they were already kind of in that entrepreneurial energy space doing their own business I've had those that were artists who were passionate about their art who could afford you know forego college and and they would have been fine but because their parents told them you have to get degree some of them were very successful right they they finished their degree but parent the parents were still trying to guide them in a direction that was in opposition to their passion. And um, others weren't as successful in higher education because that just was not where they they were mentally. Um, And so trying to make a a person at 17, 18 years old decide what they will be for the rest of their life is (laughs) crazy to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Though many people say that uh, undergrad, getting your first degree is more so for exploration and not what you will use for your career. Though many people do get a degree in something in undergrad, and then they go in that same field. Most people with, um, they pivot, like you said, or there's a, in in the US, statistically, I think it's over 40% of people are not working in their degree background. So, so many people are just, they got the degree, but they don't use it in one way or another. And I've seen that with my students often. Mm,
2: That's interesting also to To think about the like how it is in different countries because obviously I'm French and in France it's very once you're in one field you Mm -hmm. kind of have to stay you know as in like this is at least your first jobs and so on like it has to kind of be that Um, so I mean that's at least what they told me a few years ago (laughs) when I graduated I don't know how Mm -hmm. how true it is but in the UK where I currently live. Some people study, for example, geology Mm -hmm. and history, and then they they do investment banking. You know, it's like, uh, so I I think it's very fascinating. And I think uh, probably the American system is a little bit of both.
3: Definitely. Yeah, my husband is Nigerian and I was blown away to hear, not only similarly, like you mentioned in France, once you've gotten a degree in something, you stick with it. So if you're going to grad school, it's in the same field. Where in America, you could get a degree for the most part, right? You can get a degree in anything in undergrad and go to grad school. Like myself, I studied religion and then got a degree, a master's degree in education, and in international education. There might have been some maybe small overlap, but for the most part, there wasn't. I was able to tie them together um, through working on research projects that connected, like research on certain religious groups and how they performed academically. But I, you know, I sought out those opportunities of, of melding them together. But yeah, you can pretty much get it. Even when I um, changed my major from political science to religion, I still plan to go to law school because I found out you can go to law school with any degree in undergrad here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that is very interesting. I didn't know that it was like that in France. Similarly, in in West Africa, I've heard where you have to stick to the same thing. <laughs>
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes, I mean, I guess once you have a few years, you know, under your belt, then maybe it's a bit different. I mean, I, I haven't lived in France in a few years, so maybe, okay. uh, but I did graduate from a French business school. Okay. And to be honest, the only things that, you know, I still use mm-hmm. is not really much from, from, and I, I do have a corporate job, right? Okay. And and like my business degree doesn't really serve me that much like I think anybody could do it if they really had the the willpower to and the only thing is more meeting people traveling and like you know like all that culture that you you get as as you go and then maybe one or two classes, but you can do without. So, you know, you're just thinking, oh, all these years, all this money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I guess because it's like you have to work with what you want to do. So it's already hard when you're young. And then what the recruiters are looking for sometimes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
3: no, <laughs> it's definitely it. not easy. Yeah, I get it.
2: <laughs> yes. And so... Obviously, the step one for parents listening is either reading your book or giving them to their kids. What do you think is another thing that you would advise for, you know, as as like a step to to help your kid?
3: We'll be open to their ideas. A lot of times, you know, as parents, we feel like we have the best advice and that we know it all because we've been there, done that, you know, but that's not the case. All the time, and that's why uh, I'm the first chapter in my book. After the introduction is, don't listen to your parents. And I know that by <laughs> a lot of parents off guard, but really what I'm saying is there are we live in a, a society now, a global society, where you can get information any at any time from anywhere in the world, right? You can find mentors that live halfway across the globe that may be better suited in guiding you than your parents right in the same house. And parents should not um, think just because they have the age or maybe experience in a, in a particular field that they know everything when it comes to higher education, when it comes to career development. So I, I advise students because I've seen so many students forego their dreams, their passion, things that they are really talented at. Because their parents tell them, oh, that's not a functional profession, or that's not something that's tangible. You know, mm-hmm. your dreams are too lofty. You, you need to be realistic. And a lot of times being unrealistic can, can actually help you to open and expand your mind and create opportunities for yourself you might not have seen before. So I think parents need to be a lot more open, respect that their child has a mind of their own and their own passions, and then actually help them get the the proper guidance that they need, the proper mentorship, help them seek out the information that will help them grow and become better adults as opposed to just telling them what to do, you know.
2: Mm, I completely agree. And also I think that sometimes, you know, when the dream sounds Unrealistic. That Mm. also might be just the end (laughs) vision, Mm -hmm. and then obviously there's a lot of steps Mm -hmm. in between. Because sometimes we just think like, "Oh, that's impossible." Mm. Yes, maybe today it's not, you know. But I think, as you said, finding mentors who are there or almost there, Mm -hmm. and then looking back at what they did together, because it's not, you know, you can't just like, let's say, you out of college, and you're like, "I want to be." like a judge or whatever like you know you have to like kind of i don't know how it works but it's just an example Uh, (laughs) but you see what i mean like sometimes you have to be an intern and then you have to do this and stuff and like yeah it takes some time Mm -hmm. um but something because you mentioned you know there's mentors all over the world now uh, thanks to the internet and i think that's very interesting maybe because i hear often that you need to be able to provide value to them, for them to be able to mentor you. What is that value in your opinion, at least, you know, like what, how can you catch someone's, you know, attention
3: when obviously they get solicited a lot? Right. I think that before, of course, reaching out and, and providing value may look different for different people, right? We, you may not know what value you have, to offer to someone who's already made it that you're seeking guidance from. But whatever questions you have, if it's just putting yourself out there, being transparent on social media, whatever platform that is, if it's a professional platform like LinkedIn or TikTok and saying, here's what I aspire to become. You know, um, making content, of course, content is king now. It's always been, but it's even more so now. Putting yourself out there, and showing that these are your aspirations and this is what I already have the knowledge and ability to do now, put it in front of people. And once people see that you're out there, you're willing, then that you might catch the eye of someone who you didn't even realize was paying attention. Or when you're when it's time for you to connect with someone at a certain level, you already have, you know, a body of, of content or questions or whatever you've put yourself out there and they're more than willing to help you once they see you've made the effort already so maybe you don't have right now the skills to say hey I can do this for you but here's what I what I have and here's what I have done would you be open to mentoring me and, and a lot of times people would you know
2: yeah I guess it's very it's good because you have a head start on others because at least you know what you want like that's already massive right, right so I guess also not be afraid of sharing what your plans are because mm-hmm. I think sometimes you're so afraid that you're not going to be able to make it that you don't want to mm-hmm. but actually what you're saying is like no you should talk about what your goal yeah
3: I personally understand being afraid to share I've I'm a overthink. well let me put that in past tense i was once an overthinker and I would overthink everything and keep so much to myself and realizing that once I did put things out there, that's when I aligned with the right people, right, that were able and willing to help me uh, further my goals. So it's always good to put yourself out there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Sometimes it can be scary, but also yeah. just like overcoming that, you learn so much and you grow and you see that, oh, it's not that bad. I can. I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess it's uh, another another step to to learn. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yes. And so obviously we will leave the, the links of your socials and obviously your book. Yeah. Uh, so everyone can read it at home. Mm-hmm. And is there any less advice that you would like to share?
3: Well, for parents, you know, myself being a parent, and I know that it can be challenging sometimes. To feel like you're leaving your child up to their own devices, so to speak, or you know, not really having a hands-on or feeling like you have so much um, control over what they do and the steps that they take. But I would just advise parents to be, again, just be open to listen to their parents. Be, I mean, their children, excuse me, and be willing Mm -hmm. to help them navigate their dreams and aspirations, and not just placing their own ideals on them. So just being open, allow them to kind of drive the car while you you, you be the uh, backseat driver in a way, guide them as much as you can, but be open to allowing them to flow in and do what they need to do on their own.
2: Mm, that's a very good advice. If, for example, a parent, a parent was to be very skeptical mm-hmm. over a career of choice, do you think it would be good to, as a way of having a conversation, Asking the, the kids to do like a sort of presentation and do more research to yes,
3: that you you you're actually uh mentioning the advice I give in chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> I tell the, the student actually, you do the research and have everything prepared so that you can present it to your parents. They can see that you're not you're you're serious, right? You already have done the research look for the resources that you would need and also it with the right mentors. And they don't have to be mentors that are physically in, you know, where you can meet with them. Like I said, you can meet with people online or you can have mentors through courses that you take online or programs or mastermind groups. There are so many ways to get mentorship. So getting the resources, the guidance, and then presenting it to your parents and not just shooting out you know ideas and they're thinking you don't know what you want to do show them that you have you you have a serious mindset in what you you aspire to become so yeah that's definitely a good idea mm,
2: i love that and yeah i guess the parents can also join on the call and exactly. ask questions directly and you know get, like get real yeah, yeah that's that's very useful i know for a fact that like a few youtubers for example had to do that um, to be able to to quit school, for example, and do that yeah. full time, and you know it's it's a big decision for sure, and so they had to have kind of like a, a few years plan to show that it's right. a, a viable like business, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's
3: interesting>. okay,
2: <laughs> very nice. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your advice and expertise, and everybody go by dump your degree. <laughs>
3: Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the conversation.
2: Thank you, Zakia. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to share if you think it might be helpful to someone you know. If you enjoyed this episode, then please make sure to write a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and subscribe if you haven't already. That's it for me. See you soon with the next episode. And in the meantime, have a lovely day. (laughs)